Say it with me. Say it with me loud and clear with a better voice than I currently possess. Say it like you mean it because it's true. The 2022 Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. Can you believe this shit? I clearly cannot. Hello, I'm Paul Boyer. This is what my voice sounds like following uh, Saturday's game four. Thank you for listening. Um, This team that was dead in the water at the end of May, that lost its superstar for two months in the middle of the summer, that had serious concerns about Zach Wheeler in April warming up, I guess, that had to rely on the contributions of a ragtag bunch of, you know, Role players, I guess, character actors, all the way on up through the big ticket free agent acquisitions coming through at the right moment. All of this, all of what we are experiencing and what just happened this past weekend feels like a dream because it's impossible to have written it this way. But yet here we are. It is Monday morning, October 24th. And the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies are going to play the Houston Astros for the World Series. Matt Gelb of The Athletic is with me. He has more of a voice than I do. Matt, this past weekend of baseball was the most ridiculous series of games I think I've ever watched. And isn't it so fitting that a team that has relied on the ridiculous, usually the bad ridiculous, but a lot more of the good ridiculous this year, to come through in the most dramatic possible ways, time after time, multiple times in a game, to launch themselves into the World Series. They are National League champions. This team, can you believe what we're watching right now? I think it set in when the Fanatic ran out of the field and he had the blue uh, 2022 flag. And, and, and if you've been to Citizens Bank Park, you know... Uh, there's different variations of the flags that fly out in center field, and then the ones that are white are for uh, division winners. Uh, there's two flags that are red. They fly on different flagpoles away from the other ones, and those are for 1980 and 2008. And there's a couple flags that are blue. Not many. Uh, and, and he had a blue 2022 flag. He was waving on the field as they're erecting the stage uh, you know, around second base to do the trophy presentation. And uh, it, it was... Uh, it's hard to believe. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Paul, you Man. sound like Jim Carrey from The Mask. Uh, <laughs> you, I, you know, there's a lot of things that stick in my head from the weekend. Uh, the The first thing I want to note is that the Phillies have played 11 games in this postseason, Paul. They're 9-2. 9-2. They undefe- they're undefeated at home. They haven't mm-hmm. lost a game at home. Uh <laughs> You know, I know there's all these debates about how, you know, like, you know, they were the last team in they're in a spot that, you know, wasn't didn't exist, you know, and do not care that. Yeah, we nobody cares. Do I mean, not care <laughs> if you're if you're giving it attention. I think you're I think you're doing the wrong thing. I mean, the attention should be focused on the Phillies are nine and two in this postseason. They haven't even faced elimination. They quite honestly haven't even come close to facing elimination in this postseason. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, but you said it, the series of games over the weekend, the way it happened, they win game three, they lifted Ranger Suarez at 68 pitches, uh, and, and it was an audacious move, and they end up still winning it. Game four, they won in, I use the word in my story, they won in the most audacious way possible. I mean, mm. they <laughs> they used seven pitchers, uh, they slugged their way to uh, 10 runs and, and just, you know, really bludgeoned uh, another team in October. And that doesn't, that's not how you're supposed to win in October. And then Sunday in game five, uh, uh, you know, obviously Bryce Harper's home run will be a moment that will live in this city forever, mm-hmm. forever. Uh, an, an incredible moment. But there were so many other moments in that game and so many other decisions and so many other people that factored into it. The fact that it, rained hardest in the top of the seventh inning when Sir Anthony oh Dominguez is on the mound and he throws as many wild pitches as he threw all season. Driving nuts. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins' home run early in the game, which you know, really set the tone. Zach Wheeler is, is having one of the greatest postseasons for a starting pitcher in the history of the sport. Uh, Bryce Harper is having one of the greatest postseasons in the history of the sport for a hitter. Uh, he won the NLCS MVP. Obviously, you could have given it to Wheeler too. Um, you could have given mm-hmm. it to a lot of different guys. Yep. And then here we are late in the game. They need two outs. And Ranger Suarez, who, if you read my story in the Athletic today, uh, the Phillies have been thinking about this uh, ever since they pulled him at 68 pitches. They were like, how, uh, you know, how will we use Ranger the rest of the way? Yeah. He, you know, they thought about him as a game seven guy in short rest. He can only throw in 68 pitches. But they also thought, like, you know, if we get a shot to use him before then, um, we, we might use him. And they told him uh, when he got to the ballpark Sunday morning, Hey, can you do this if we need you today in an emergency? And he said, yes. So he said, but you know, make sure you have your spikes on, you know, do your pregame work, uh, you know, around the third or fourth inning. And then like in the sixth, you're going to go out to the bullpen and, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And there he is coming into this game. <laughs> you know, the door opens, David Robertson has walked two guys, the bullpen door opens and the camera, the scoreboard shows Ranger and they start playing Mr. Rager and, and, there was this like nervous energy. Everyone is standing and uh, it's just this panic energy and they oh, show yeah. Ranger's face on the scoreboard and people start like going wild. And uh, I loved that. And one of the core moments I think was after the game on the stage when people are chanting Ranger's name and he's jumping up and down and he's laughing. And uh, I was, uh, they let the media on the field after they build the stage. Right. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm walking on the field and uh i'm on the i'm on the infield dirt it's, it's pretty wet I'm, I'm not sure how they kept playing that game it probably should have been stopped at some <laughs> oh, point oh yeah in the seventh inning and i don't know if we want to get into all that but yeah. uh, i was walking in the field and i'm standing right about where the second baseman would stand on the dirt and i just kind of looked around and uh i don't know it was really cool it's like this is what it feels like right like you you're standing there and, and i just kind of did a 360 and just looked at everyone in the seats and uh it was just a really fun party like it was a cool party in so many different ways on the field in the stands in the city obviously uh but ranger man the the, the pitches of his life two pitches they bunted on him oh you boy. know look and after oh, the game yeah go ahead no look so everything everything we talk about with like pieces falling into place with this team storybook you know all of the circumstances lining up the fact that Ranger was the guy to come into this game after Robertson, I st- David Robertson, I still feel bad for Robertson because I want him so bad to have his redemption moment. Like I like the guy, 
I, I believe he really wants this, but right now he's just, he, he's just trying to find it. He's searching. And so with Ranger being the guy to come in, right? So there's two on, one out, Trent Grisham coming up. Makes some sense. You don't really think until the moment hits you. If you're an outside person, right? Chances are you're not thinking about that sort of preparation. You're not thinking about, oh, has Ranger been prepped to come into the game on one day's rest following his start for a situation like this? Like, I, I just, I, I was in, I was surprised at first. But then it all it all came together again. The platoon matchup was there, right? First of all. So you felt pretty good about Ranger going against Trent Grisham, who did nothing in this series. And then for I I could not possibly tell you what reason. You could try and justify it by saying he just laid down a bad uh bunt hit attempt. You can try and justify it by saying the field was wet. Maybe you just try and make somebody mm-hmm. make a play. But you have your gold glove caliber pitching uh, pitcher, defending pitcher on the mound. You have the the top defensive catcher going right now. And there's already one out in the inning and you need to run. If there was nobody out, okay, I can stretch my mind a little bit then. It made no sense. And I am so glad it happened to the Phillies and not not because of the Phillies, because (laughs) That, that was insanity to me. Even going beyond the hater thing in the previous half inning, oh, there's so much about what happened at the end of that game. I like Bob Melvin. I liked Bob Melvin when he was with Oakland. I will be a bandwagon Oakland person until they sadly or eventually have to relocate or whatever the heck they're going to do out there. I, I, I like him. I think he's a good manager. I do not understand what happened at the end of that game. I no, don't. not in any way. And let me tell you, in the clubhouse, and I used some of these quotes, and there are some quotes I didn't use because I couldn't use them. But, mm. I mean, the players were stunned that Hader didn't pitch, and they were stunned, stunned that they tried to bunt. And that yep. shows up in an advanced report. And no doubt, the Padres advanced the Phillies, and they, they put a lot of people on the Phillies to you know advance. When I say teams at this time of year, they'll put two or three guys, uh, their, their scouts or their evaluators, uh, and they'll follow a team around for weeks. And they're not looking, they're not evaluating players. They're looking for little things. They're looking yeah. for tendencies. They're looking for positioning. They're looking for, you know, maybe some tells, maybe some tipping, um, maybe anything that can give them a small advantage in a seven game series. And Ranger is known throughout the league as a strong defender, a really yep. strong defender, a cool customer, right? Um, and that no doubt shows up on an advanced report. And, and you're right. I mean, Grisham... He, he wasn't just trying to sacrifice. I think he was trying to bunt for a hit. But, <laughs> you know, Noel, Aaron Noel, I think, said it best. He's like, I love that they tried to bunt him on him. That's my gold glover right there. And yeah. like Ranger, I said something to Ranger, and he laughed at me. He was like, that was the last thing I thought about, that they were going to try to bunt on me. And it's not that he was, like, unprepared for it. He was just like, I didn't think there was any way they would bunt on me. Like, why would anyone try to bunt on me? I don't. And and it was, and Real Muto was like, like once he gets that, like, the game's over. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't over, but it w- kind of was. I mean, yeah. that second out was huge, and they just gave it to them. They gave it to them, and and you're, you're you know, you, there was parallels to me with the hater situation, and also you know how this postseason started. You know, Ryan Helsley. I don't want to say the Phillies were gifted a win to begin this postseason. They they had to you know take some pitches and they had to put the ball in play, and they did mm-hmm. when they had to. But you know, the Cardinals made a mistake with Helsley. Their, their best reliever to start the series. 
to start this postseason, and the Phillies came back in the ninth inning, and that just set the tone for this entire run. It really did. And yeah. then to win the pennant, uh, Bob Melvin leaves his best reliever in the bullpen. I don't care you know, how many outs he, he can get or can't get or who finishes the game. Josh Hader's got to face Price Harper. Right he there. has to. Like, he has, has to. to. Has I would to. be losing my mind if I was a Padre. I, I'm already losing my mind in disbelief on the positive side. I cannot imagine <laughs> what a Padres fan is thinking about the way that happened. I tell you, in the clubhouse after the game, I mean, <sighs> I can't tell you what was said. But I just can tell you that they could not believe that Josh Hader did not face Bryce Harper. I mean, look, look, some credit where it's due. I felt like Robert Suarez pitched Bryce Harper brilliantly. He's I thought a, he's he a good put, pitcher. He really put up a good fight. He threw he, hard in a way. That change, and he laid off he, that change up. Look, was, th- that's the yeah. pitch. That is yeah. that is the pitch for me. Harper fouls off three hard fastballs away in different eye levels. I was I went back and looked at this late last night. It was like middle down up. Everything was away. It was a one two count each time, and Harper just spoils it. They're not pitches you can really do anything with. They're close enough that maybe on a borderline you get rung up on them and you're tuned up at that point. That's three straight 98 to 100 mile an hour fastballs coming at you. And then he drops one of the sickest changeups I think was like I've seen in a long time. It's 92. It nose dives out of the strike zone, doesn't finish that far below it. And Harper doesn't even look like he's all that tempted by it. It's unbelievable that he did not swing at that pitch. And hopefully hopefully he fouls it if he does, but like you can't do anything with that pitch either. Instead, he takes it. He gets another fastball, another not bad pitch. And it's gone. That at bat will live with me for a long time. Robert Suarez made that legendary because he threw really quality Mm -hmm. stuff. And Harper just hung right in there with him, including an unbelievable take that made that home run possible. And, And, Look, a lot has been written and, and, and said about Bryce here in the last, you know, 12 hours or 16 hours, how many it's been. But um, it, it is remarkable how this guy has risen to the moment, how he has exceeded every expectation. And the expectations are higher than they are for any other player in the sport. It is amazing how he has risen to that level, has seized this moment this October he is the star of stars and he's going to get to play in the world series. And uh, it has to be the greatest free agent contract that this city has ever seen, no matter what happens, right? No matter what happens, the rest of the contract, I feel like it, it doesn't matter. Does it matter anymore? No, no, it doesn't. And they have two of those at once. They have two of those at once in, in Zach uh, Wheeler, Harper and Wheeler. Yeah. And they're they're They've come together. It sort of in the way that there was the homegrown core for the golden years, now they've found a way to to find the right intersection of those external acquisitions to really lead the club. You know, it was internal last time. Now it's the outside guys who have come in, the Harpers, the Wheelers, the Real Mutos, in this case, the Schwarbers. They're the ones who have been carrying things in October here. Bunch of guys, cast of characters, get you through the regular season. Absolutely. That's yeah. a team effort. And that's yeah. not to discount Aaron Nola because he's, he's you know, and Reese Hoskins too for some massive home runs because they're the internal guys who have been here longer. They deserve it as much as anybody else, and they deserve the plaudits and credit. But the external guys right now are doing the bulk of the work. They're coming up with those legendary moments. I hate I hate harping, pardon the pun, <laughs> I hate harping on 
the dollar value of Harper's contract that keeps coming up in some of these like clips that I'm hearing, like, oh, he's worth every penny and, you know, $330 million was paid. I'm like, I don't care what the guy is getting paid. He is brought in to be a star to help carry this team, whatever that price tag is. And this is it. He is meeting that. That is the thing he is supposed to meet. Not a worthiness of dollar value, not a justification of contract length. None of that. I do not care about that. I care about what he has done in these last couple of playoff series. And that is carry this team to come up big when it is absolutely crucial. The only thing that could have made that home run different yesterday was if it was in like a game seven. That's the only thing that could like have made the ninth that more inning. Or the ninth yeah. inning, right. Yeah. It, is a, it is a hair's width away from being one of the most dramatic home runs you could possibly hit in the sport. That is what I care about. That is what makes his presence on the team justified to me. I don't care about length. I don't care about contract dollars. That is what I want. And that is what he is giving me. And it's perfect, Paul, right? Like a lot of guys in the clubhouse, I was asking him after the game about like, when did you know? Like, when did you know that there was something happening here? And a lot of guys gave different answers. It was, you know, during that 17 day road trip at the end of the year, it was, you know, the nine game winning streak after Rob Thompson took over. It was Mm -hmm. uh, the Cardinals win, you know, the comeback win to begin the playoffs. There's a lot of different answers, but Castellanos gave me, you know, he was like, it was when Bryce went down. He's like, it was the two months that, we proved ourselves that we we could do it without Bryce, yeah. but at the same time, like we knew that we were going to need, they, we knew we were going to need Bryce. You know, we knew we were going to need Bryce in October, and you know, Castellanos, God bless him. I mean, he he, you know, he has had not a good series. Um, he swings at every single pitch. He can't help himself right now, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's having fun, and that that that's like Castellanos right now embodies this team. Like I have not, he is so happy right now, and for the entire season, he was miserable, absolutely miserable. And he is having so much fun right now and he's not producing. And that, and I, and I put this in my story, like, I believe this, like there was something freeing for this team about make, just getting in. And it starts with Schwarber who has been here before. And he was essentially pushing this on every single player. He says, look, like this is baseball at its purest. Like you're not tracking numbers anymore. There's no more stats. There's no more personal triumphs. Like there's none of this. Like nobody's going to remember that Nick Castellanos swung at every single freaking pitch yesterday. No. No, you know, no one's going to remember that. Like, as long as you win, you know what they're going to, you know what they're going to remember. They're going to remember him catching the last out, catching the last out. Exactly. And that, that has freed these guys is this unifying effect that has turned them into a force because there is just this element of, of winning it and doing everything together as a team. And, you know, there's so many cliches that I just spewed out, but like I, I'm watching it and, and it is real. There is some kind of effect that that overtook this team and and made it uh, a, a powerful force uh, as a unit. And we wondered, like, how would these guys respond to the moment? So many of them have never been in the postseason, let alone this far. Uh, and to a man almost every single guy has has had their moment has had a chance there are some guys who have had more moments like bryce but uh, (laughs) i don't know it's just crazy it's crazy you know it's great what reese hoskins has done this postseason right i mean yeah it's a guy who who deserves those moments for for what he's seen and what he's done here in philadelphia and it's just some massive, 
massive swings. And I know some massive, massive mistakes too, but some massive swings. And you're not going to remember the mistakes. You're going to remember those swings because they've won. And and, and I know this is going to sound crazy. It's going to sound absolutely crazy. Paul, they've barely been challenged. And I, and I know some of these games have been well, really stressful, yeah. but they won. They swept the first series. They won the second series in four games. And I know it got a little hairy there. And they won this best of seven and five. And they have some time. We can talk about the World Series here. The World Series. The World Series. Uh, they have some time to get these guys rest, specifically the relievers. Um, yes. Alvarado needs some rest. Uh, he oh, needs for sure. a few days off. His last two outings have probably been his worst in this stretch. Um, you know, just a little erratic, a little shaky. Velocity's a little down. Um, he, he he definitely needs some rest, and they're going to be able to get him, get him some. Uh, you know. Astros. <laughs> the Astros haven't lost a game since the Phillies uh, beat them to clinch the postseason spot since Nola, three, three uh, weeks ago to the day, yeah, right? Yeah. Since Nola retired the first twenty batters uh, in order uh, in Houston, they have not lost a game. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to expect. Um, it probably would have helped the Phillies had the Yankees won last night, and Justin Verlander would have had to pitch today, but uh, he's not. Verlander probably starts Game One. I wonder. You know, I guess the Phillies have a choice there. Like, is it Wheeler or Nola for Game One? Because both could be on, re- you know, regular rest. I, I Wheeler would pitched love... yesterday, so it's Monday, Tuesday. Monday. I, I would love to go Nola Wheeler. Would Wheeler would be on regular rest, right? Yeah, so I, Nola... I would love to buy Wheeler a little extra time. Like the the thing that worries me a little bit about Zach, if there is one thing to worry about while he's in the midst of this incredible run, is that he 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 is still tiring when he reaches, you know, the seventy five or so pitch mark like things are starting to dip a little bit yeah and, oh yeah 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 you know I mean, the, he, he was the hook is quick. Out. yeah they yeah. gave him a shot the game um uh the situation was in that in that seventh inning uh right yeah seventh inning they were going to give him you know he would keep going until he put someone on base and he gave up a leadoff single and that was it um, well i mean when, it, when the first fastball to cronenworth was 94, 94 that that was yeah. my signal i'm like all right yeah. this is his last batter it has to be yeah, I mean he's clearly, uh, you know, he, he he's he's hitting a wall later in games. Um, I mean he's pumping ninety nine early. Maybe, you know, for the World Series, maybe he's trying to um, maybe tries to dial it back a little bit in the beginning. I mean he was like, you know, balls to the wall at the yeah. very beginning of the start, and <laughs> yeah. you probably you probably saw the effects of it, uh, you know, by the time they got to the sixth and seventh inning. But uh, he, he made it work, um, you know. Like, it's crazy because everything, you know, they, they wouldn't have needed the Harper home run had to, had it not been raining when Dominguez came in the game. And, and certainly right. after the game was like, I just couldn't grip, I couldn't throw a slider. And uh, he just couldn't grip the ball. But, uh, you know, whatever, you know, the, the rain came, he threw through all pitches, the Padres took the lead, but that's why we got the Harper home run. It, it's so moment. funny, like, for that exact thing that, you know, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago. Um that the Phillies have barely been challenged. And it's true in their record. There have been some close games. There have been some close calls. Um, but on the whole, when there has been a challenge within the game, with very few exceptions, they have counterpunched. They have come right back. They have answered in some way. This is not the team that would always go into a shell after taking an early lead. But we've seen it. that has happened but it's not a guarantee right now, which sometimes it feels like it, it, it was during the, during the worst of this. When they, get, 
when they get kicked or when they get, you know, hit square with something, they just come right back. And these last two games, games four and five, were such incredible examples of that. I mean, think, think about how often in game four they had to bounce back. Four runs in the top of the first inning. Bailey Falter doesn't finish it. You're you're starting things off like, oh crap. Like we're staring down at the uh, yeah. tied series. You know, it's still early, but you can't help but think like, oh man, that's a lot of runs. That that bottom of the first was possibly the biggest inning of the series. Right. And then they come right Hoskins with nobody out hits a two run home run. I mean, just um, getting three. I know they didn't tie, but just getting three in that bottom it, of the first, it just exactly. it was like, okay, you know. And then they give it back. It's six four after Soto hits a two run home run. By the way, look. From afar, I can admire Juan Soto's commitment to the bit where <laughs> he knows he knows he's really good and he will let you know it. He is really good, and that's that's the fact of the matter. He's really good. But like he, he hits the the hits the solo home run off Wheeler in game five. I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but he hits a solo home run off Wheeler in game five and he's takes about 15 seconds to get to first first base i'm like all right you, you don't need to let me know for that long how good you are anyway he hits the two-run home run to put the padres up six four right after the phillies had come back to tie and you're like oh my god how many more how much more fight do they have back left in them and <laughs> wouldn't you know it a lot more fight and then of course game five happens um they jump out in front early cough up the lead in one of those heartbreaking ways that we've seen before but they don't let it end them and instead flip the script again it is so refreshing to be experiencing so much of this at once it's bewildering in that so much is happening so quickly in terms of good and not just good like dramatic good that it almost feels like a a backlog of payback for some of the most ridiculous stuff <laughs> you've seen over the last five years oh, just about, rushing i in. mean the perfect example was in game four when nick castellanos is facing of all people luis garcia yeah. former you know philly's farmhand who gets plucked at an independent ball and starts throwing 99 miles an hour and becomes i think you know really like one of the faces of the rebuild because there was this guy who was tantalizing talent who he had no idea where he was throwing the ball but he always was appearing he felt like he pitched every game mm. from 2013 to 2018 yeah. he felt like he was in every single game and uh castellanos hits one's back up the middle and it hits the second base bag rolls into the outfield scores a run and at that point you're like does something what is going on what is happening right now <laughs> you know luis garcia man i he frustrated me while he was with the phillies but i i think you're right in that he's something of a success from those early years and you know, not a huge success, obviously, but he he made some things work. He soaked up some innings. And now you watch you watch the tables turn a little bit. And you're right in that they they tagged him a little bit. He didn't appear very much in that series, but that's the only appearance. Maybe he had another one. I can't remember off the top. Two games. He had two appearances. Um now there's another chance to do that in the next round with my old dear friend Hector Neris. Oh, um yes. Hector. who is a better pitcher than Luis Garcia, but there's gonna be, you know. There's going to be that opportunity again. That's another one of those little subplots that this I got team text, keeps running uh, into. Yeah, I got text this morning um, from Kevin Franson, who has uh, found a way to, to latch on to this series. I hope Kevin is going to listen to this. He probably won't, but he's he's doing work for Sirius XM, uh, the pregame show with uh, Mike Farron and Jim Bowden. And and, uh, and, and Franson texted me this morning. He's like, I, I know they won't do this, but like I, I, I hope the fans give Hector like the biggest ovation. Uh, on Monday when oh, when the when the series comes so. to Philly and I, and, I, and I don't think they will but I, I don't hope think they, they will do. <laughs> no and I know people didn't like Hector here but uh 
I, 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 it's going to be really cool um, that he's going to end up facing the Phillies in this series. And, uh, you know, all-time Phillies strikeout uh, leader as a reliever. Um, mm-hmm. had, had a lot of great moments. The Phillies had a lot of bad moments. Um, I know he came to represent for a lot of fans sort of the, the shortcomings that this that this team had before 2022. And, um, yeah, appropriate to think of seeing him. It's, it's the... Is this the Mark Appel World Series, the Vince Velasquez World the Series? So we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'll do a one of my preview stories. I'm not being serious. It's gonna be an oral history of the uh, Vince Velasquez, uh, Ken Giles trade. I gotta get Brett Oberholzer on the phone. Yo, Brett Oberholzer! Oh my God, man, we're just pulling out all the names right now. Jesus. What is? Is there any? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other Astros, Astros Phillies, uh, uh, shared connections. I don't know. For this year, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. The first thing that jumped back into my mind was Hunter Pence. Hunter I'm Pence. Lo- I'm stuck oh, in the man. past right now. Roy Oswalt. Roy Oswalt. Right, exactly. Um, uh, well, give me give me your give me your best handicap on this uh on this World Series, on the one hundred and eighteenth World Series. Look, man, I it's still house bunny. I am still so thrilled with everything that has happened in this play. This is one of the most memorable stretches of baseball I've ever seen. This has been unbelievable. I I I I cannot possibly ask for more ridiculous, dramatic, heroic things to happen with my baseball team in a stretch of three weeks than what we see. It's it's just been magnificent. I want them to win this goddamn World Series because they're now so close. They're facing a really tall task. The Astros are a better team than any of these NL teams that they faced. That's just that's just facts to me. Um, and it's going to be really hard for them to win four out of seven games for them to win four first. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think they can do it because right now this team is running on some kind of fuel that has unicorn dust and, uh, you know, r- rainbow rays and, and, and ground up horseshoes mixed in that they just have. They just have this cosmic backing, and I hope it doesn't run out in this series. It's not just that, of course. They're a good team. They have good players. I think they can hang in there. It's going to be the hardest series of the now four that they're going to play. Where would where if they win this series? Uh huh. But where does this? Where will this? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say it now. But I mean, in the pantheon of World Series upsets and of Phillies, you know, triumphs. I mean, I I feel like this would be. This would be at the top. I mean, think about this. Mm. I mean, they're they're in the postseason as a, in a slot that did not exist before this year, and and they won. And everyone's focused on eighty seven wins, and and that fine. That they're probably, you know, as we've seen, Whatever. they're better than eighty seven win team. But you know, if you wanted to like use that as context and, and and put it in a historical context, if they are to win this World Series, uh, it, it will have to rank as one of the, I think greatest upsets in, in at least modern baseball, at least since the World Series, at least since divisional play, since the wild card era, right? Uh, no doubt in my mind. No, straight up. Nothing, nothing to add. It would be an immense upset, and the whole thing would have to just be thought of as one of the most unlikely championship runs in baseball history. You have to think of it that way. Yeah, Again, and, and this, I- team was, this team was dead a third of the way through the year. <laughs> they were dead. They they were almost they were dead about a month ago in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, right. What am I they, doing going back to they were May getting early shut June. down by Javier Assad and Stop Christopher Morel was uh, was uh, was hitting home runs every night against them. 
Um, I think, okay, so yeah, so that's the other thing I was thinking about as I was kind of watching people celebrate last night and just thinking about the ridiculousness of this is that I don't want to say there was a slow buildup to 2008. It was a slower buildup, but I mean, pieces had kind of been forming. Like you saw the homegrown guys, you know, come up over the years prior and you could see it forming. You could see it crystallizing. And then you had the seven back with 17 to play in 07. And, you know, you had that, you know, getting losing in the playoffs that year and then coming back and winning division again. It sort of was a slow build up to that moment. And, and, and it was, a, you know, what a triumph for that 08 team and a, a team that will, that will, you know, live forever. But it just the, 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 the speed with which this team has captured the city. And, 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 and I, you're right. I mean, like, I don't know that we'll ever, ever see anything like this again. Um, three weeks really i mean three weeks ago uh yeah three weeks ago they clinched you're right three weeks ago today uh they clinched the postseason spot and ever since that moment um this thing is just uh it has transformed into something that even the most optimistic and confident people could have never ever imagined and there are guys in there who would, who were telling me that last night and they don't, you know, it's not like that they doubted the team, but it's like, how could you, how could you, you would be, you get slapped in the face three weeks ago. If you were to say, this is going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, look, there haven't been many title runs for this team that a lot of this fan base has been alive for simply because, well, this is what only their eighth pennant in 140 years. Yeah. Um, obviously they got in late two thousands, early nineties, early eighties. Um, all of those were fairly slow buildups to this. I mean, you can maybe make an exception for 93, but for a lot of us, and I don't really have much of a, I don't really have much recollection of the early nineties um, Phillies teams. This is the, the suddenness of this, the abruptness of it, the fact that it is so quickly washed over this franchise is I think catching a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, it's catching a lot of us off guard. Yeah, and there's there's long lasting effects to this, Paul, and and this is something for us to digest at some point whenever it's over. But the the ripple effects of these three chaotic, beautiful weeks are immense. I mean, they are immense for this organization, not just you know from a financial standpoint, which who cares, I guess, but like <laughs> from from a, from a vibe standpoint, from a stature standpoint, from mm-hmm. a confidence standpoint. Um, I mean, like I haven't even started to begin to think about like, you know, what, how do they top this? Like, what are the expectations going into next year? I mean, like they've created this bar and they've set this, um, they've just, they've changed, they've rewritten the narrative and and the feeling about this team. And, and it it took a long time to get back to this point. But, uh, these last three weeks, uh, um, I think have, uh, have have made up for for 11 years in the desert and and the people i feel happy for the people who you know were 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 paying attention and sort of you know uh living and dying through those you know really really lean years and the darkest years and um you know i I think i'm happiest for those people who have been able to to really soak in these three weeks and and uh you know juxtapose it to those those 11 years and just and just be in awe of what they're seeing you know, I think that's another thing that's making this fun. Just to tack on one more little note to all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, thank you for dealing with my um, uh, bout with laryngitis, dear listeners. What, 
one thing that's really in terms of expectations, I think added to the enjoyment of this is that disbelief, the bewilderment of we did not expect this. We did not expect this team to go on this kind of run to deliver all of these moments. Like, how can you expect so much of that, first of all? But th those expectations were not there. And I think the pleasant surprise of the way these things have unfolded has multiplied how enjoyable this has been. Next year, yeah, expectations are different. Now you have raised the bar. You came into this year not necessarily thinking, yeah, this team's going to, they got to run through the NL playoffs and then, you know, meet whatever challenger is awaiting them. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily reasonable. You could probably think, yeah, they got enough talent to maybe make a run. But now Trey Turner's watching this and wondering, Hey, Trey, baby, come home. Part of this. <laughs> come on over, bud. Um, <laughs> no, it, 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 the impacts and those ripple effects you're talking about are dead on because what has so much of, what is so much of the personal interest with this team been about in the Thompson era, how much fun everybody's having. You talked about it with Castellanos. How many times are we looking at Garrett Stubbs or Matt Veerling or Nick Maton <laughs> or one of the daycare dudes having the time of his life doing something? Not even just in the clubhouse celebrations, but just like being a goofball. They're, they're enjoying playing baseball. The team is having fun. And how can you not feed off of that? So much has changed so quickly from perception all the way through to reality that it's going to take a long time and and an entire off season or at least a couple months of the off season to really fully process however this world series ends yeah i want them to, i want them to win it i would love to see this group pull off an unbelievable run even if they don't this is one of the most memorable teams i will likely ever see there are so many angles to this from the stars to the role players on through it just it blows my mind <laughs> and I, I will have a hard time fully wrapping my head around everything that has happened, especially lately. And I couldn't be happier to get that chance is really what it boils down to. Yeah. And it's my job to try to put things in context and try to take <laughs> a step back and, 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 yeah. and put it onto a, uh, you know, a poorly written uh, format and stop it. I, I've I've struggled. I mean, I've kind of I've struggled with it. I really have, and, and and it's not because there's 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 no material. I mean, it's because I, I it's it's hard for me to to um to 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 put the proper context to this it, because I, I don't. You're right. I mean, I think you could watch Phillies baseball for another fifty years and um, maybe longer, and and never never see anything like this again. Um, and uh, enjoy it. I, I mean, I, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> it's just I don't know it's unbelievable I mean Aaron Nola is possibly even facing Justin Verlander in game one of the World Series on Friday night in Minimaid Park and uh it's uh it's unbelievable it's unbelievable uh how this happened uh, there is nothing more for me to add <laughs> not just because we've we've covered every possible angle i think but because also my voice is starting to give out and i think that's a good time to wrap it up um look we'll, we'll be with you in the world series we will hopefully have more of these moments to talk about whatever the case whatever happens 
even if things go wrong and chances are because the Astros are very good, there will be a couple more things that may go wrong in this series. You mean the Phillies might actually face adversity in this postseason? <laughs> look, Matt, look, it, they have that. I know I'm not, look, I know I'm underselling sure. some of these stressful moments, but, and because you're in the moment, it is stressful, but um, like take a step back. It's like, they, they, they really haven't. I mean, like they, they really like they, they've, I don't want to say they've made it look easy because they, they never do. No, but uh, they, they've, uh, they've found a way to, to 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 win the pennant, you know, relatively unscathed. I I will say this: as unlikely as it is that the Phillies make as <laughs> as quick work of the Astros as they have the other NL teams they play this year, who's to say they won't because of how insane the rest of this exactly. run has been and how unlikely the odds are. I'm the not odds making are any predictions. <laughs> no, no, but like, who who's to say they won't? Like, that's just how ridiculous this has been. So. Go into it with an open mind. Enjoy as much of it as you can. It's going to be agonizing while actually watching it. But hopefully they continue to give us more unbelievable moments to talk about and remember and and think about and visualize and watch highlights. That's another thing. I'm super glad that we're in like this hyper modern era of you know di- <laughs> digital stuff because there are there's so much video and the splicing of different audio and the angles and all of this You're stuff. You're going to have to send just, me some stuff because oh. I, I, I admittedly like I was trying to you know, take as many notes and my, my notebook is uh, just drenched in beer uh, and I'm going to have to start a new notebook for the world series. But uh, I, uh, I saw some videos online, but I, like I was trying to write and like, I, I don't know. So send me your, after we get off this, you have to send me some of these. And if, if, if there's anyone listening, you should tweet me uh, the best ones. Uh, Cause I, I would really like to uh, really like to see, see some of the celebrations. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah. We got some more instant classic stuff from uh, out in the burbs of people climbing, climbing poles and, catching and chugging twisted teas and you know philly elmo walking through with his drum like it's just it's all there it's just it's checking all the boxes all right that'll do it the nlcs is over and the phillies won it in five games they're playing in the world series next weekend (laughs) Uh, i'm not tired of it man i'm not tired of saying it um it's going to be tough but it should hopefully be just as enjoyable i i cannot wait but it's going to be good to have a couple of days off not just for my voice but for all of our nerves to unwind a little bit and prepare ourselves for what's coming so thank you once again for hanging with us everybody it, it's been longer of a ride than maybe we might have expected that we could take this show in, it, in its first season but we're happy that we get to go along with you and, and we're happy to have had you along um we'll keep it rolling and hopefully have some more good stuff to talk about in the world series starting next weekend we'll check I'm back in with you sleep. later th- yeah right <laughs> store up some energy Uh, We'll check back in with you later this week. Um, For Matt, I'm Paul. The Phillies are NL champions. 